Hey everybody, welcome to EdTech Tips in 10 CETA Sessions. I'm your host, John. And I'm your other host, Elena. Welcome to the podcast. And we're here today with our guest, Mitchell, a reoccurring guest here on the podcast. Uh, thanks for coming back on with us, Mitchell. Thank you so much for having me. So before we jump in to our very exciting topic today, I wanted to say congratulations because you graduated. Thank you. Thank you. How does it feel? Um, it feels a bit weird with the past year being all online, but it's still very exciting. And uh, yeah, it just, the, the year flew by and I'm just excited for, for the new prospects in the horizon. And if you're all wondering why he's still here, even though he graduated, um, Mitchell, is, uh, you're going for your master's in public health? In epidemiology. Epidemiology. It's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Very, very current to the time. So very exciting. Did you get a chance to do anything fun to celebrate, Mitchell? Because I'm, I'm lamenting here. I didn't get any invites to a graduation party. I just, <laughs> you know, I have to express my hurt at that. No, no, no party. Uh, just a quiet weekend. My parents came in, but so it was just a, a small celebration with them. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. So we're going to jump right into it now. Our very first question, just to kind of get us on theme. We're going to be talking about icon quizzes today. And so I'm going to lead off with the obvious question. A lot of people have used it, but what exactly is icon quizzes, Mitchell? So I think a lot of people, when they hear the word quiz, they immediately get a bit nervous or they don't have the best memories associated with taking quizzes. But icon quizzes, um, it's kind of a broader term for just the tool in icon to assess students, whether that is graded or ungraded, which we'll, um, we'll talk about. But basically that you can use icon quizzes to set up questions and collect information from students, whether that be like closed answers or open answers that they can type in. So I would say that's that's the broader kind of definition of icon quizzes. Fair enough. That makes a lot of sense. Thanks. Yeah. So you mentioned that there are options for graded and ungraded. And I think we're all familiar with like a graded quiz on icon or, or canvas if you're not at the University of Iowa. Um, but what are the other like different or unique uses for this quiz feature? So um, yes, I would say the graded is definitely the one that comes to mind first with most people when they, when they think about icon quizzes, but then there's a few other types that can be really useful. So there's three other ones, one of those being a practice quiz. So that's almost the same thing as that graded quiz, but it will basically collect all those answers from students without providing a grade at the end. So that can be really useful for a different array of activities with um, just kind of assessing students as soon as you've given them some material or as a review for exams. And then there are two types of surveys that you can also utilize, those being graded and ungraded surveys. With a graded survey, it will collect those responses from students and it will give them the credit for the survey if they simply complete it. So if a student fills it out, they'll get that grade for it. It's just complete or incomplete. And then with the ungraded survey, it will collect those responses from students without providing a grade. So this is something we recommend a lot for our collecting feedback in ICON trainings and discussions with instructors. 
And a common thing that comes up is that you can check to do an anonymous survey, but um, one tip that we've run into is that these surveys are not truly anonymous because an instructor can always go back and uncheck those. So we always warn people on using that anonymous button to instead maybe look to um, a different technology like Qualtrics to, to collect that anonymous, those anonymous responses from students. But otherwise, ungraded surveys are still really great for gauging student interest in an activity or how they felt about a given like activity or assignment in the course. So there really is a use for all of these different types of quizzes in Icon. Yeah, absolutely. I actually butt in for one moment and share kind of a use that I was really, really happy about that one of my instructors uh, implemented earlier this year. And that was kind of like these uh, weekly question packets. Um, They found out that the quiz infrastructure uh, in ICOM would work really well for them. So basically it was just a no time limit quiz that they would leave open for a period of a week, right? With a set of questions for you to answer, work on, and then upload. Um, So it it was a good format for them to be able to put that kind of material in there without needing us to like download and scan documents. Right. And so I, I just wanted to emphasize that point that, you know, even though it's called quizzes, there are a lot of creative uses that aren't really quizzes, right. In the traditional sense of the word. So, so thanks for, for sharing that Mitchell. Taking a step into a different direction, something very related to quizzes, but kind of its own thing. I've been hearing about question banks, right. This technology that allows people to kind of uh, compile all these questions What exactly is a question bank? How do they use it? What do they use it for? So question banks are an incredibly useful feature within the icon quizzes tool. And a question bank is a way to aggregate a group of questions together where you're basically going to want to use them continually, whether that be in the same course in multiple quizzes, or you can even create a question bank of questions and then use those in multiple courses. So this is really helpful for people who might be teaching multiple sections of a course and want to be able to pull from those common, those common questions that they use. And um, it's really helpful for people if you're going to be teaching here for an extended period of time. Um, it, can just, it can make your course planning very efficient because instead of coming in and you're starting a quiz completely from scratch, you can just with one click of a button, find all of these questions that you've utilized in the past. And um, as we've talked about the uses of this, Elena had a great point that like it's one of the few features that's available on the account level. So while you might have content in a course um, that you really like, and um, it can take a bit to copy it over to a new course, question banks are really useful because with one click, you can simply add it to a new course and it's all through your account. So It's really something that if you invest your time in as an instructor, you're only going to save your time in the future in making those quizzes and using those good questions. Yeah, I love question banks. And one tip that I would also add about question banks is since you can access them, all of your question banks from any course, from any period of time, it's really important that you label them well. So if you have a question bank and you're doing banks by theme, Uh, Make sure that the banks are labeled so that you'll be able to identify which bank is which uh, when you move to a next semester or to a different course. It just helps in the long run, for sure. So do you have any other tips and tricks about quizzes? So when using quizzes, and this is a very common tip we give to people with everything in ICON, but 
it is really important to utilize student view. And with student view, you can see what that quiz is going to look like when your students click take the quiz. So it's really kind of that last stop in finding any typos or any issues with the question type that you're, you're trying to utilize. So you might have heard it multiple times on the podcast. Student view is always extremely helpful to use. Other than student view, um, another really useful tip is utilizing the moderate this quiz button, which is just found on the main quiz page and details. And with this button, you can essentially look at when students are starting the quiz, how many questions they've done. And also what is really useful is this is where you can um, navigate students with accommodations if they need extra time. So through this screen, you can directly give students more time um, if they need on a given quiz or, or test that you're doing through icon quizzes. Obviously, like you have to pay attention to the availability that you've set and everything with this. But it is really nice that with one click, you can, you can manage all of that timing for students. If students are having trouble getting in or they don't know what they're seeing, it's just a, it's a really useful feature. So I would say student view and moderate this quiz are, are two of the biggest places I would look when you're setting up and giving quizzes through ICON. Makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much again for your for your time, Mitchell. A repeat guest, you know, always scary to, to come back and try and live up to another great performance. But I'd say you did a great job. Congratulations again on your on your graduation. Um, when you're a millionaire epidemiologist, you know, remember me. <laughs> um, Elna, any parting words for our dear colleague, Mitchell? Yeah, I just want to echo what John said. Thanks again for coming on. Uh, we always appreciate your expertise. And we look forward to seeing you all in episode seven. If you ever want to book a consult with one of us, the CETAs, the Student Instructional Technology Assistants, feel free to send an email to CETA, that's S-I-T-A, at uiowa.edu, and one of us will get back to you to set up a meeting. All right, okay. see you soon. See you soon. Bye.